Hi, I'm Jason Flom. Here on Righteous Convictions, I speak with some of today's most prominent and active agents of change, people who see the wrong in the world and are driven to make it right. Today's guest has always maintained a strong foothold in both business and politics, and he's built a very impressive criminal justice reform track record as the former governor of the great state of Virginia. I've restored more felon rights than any governor in U.S. history, 173,000. And, you know, I used to, on the campaign trail, I'd have, you know, fathers come up to me and say, you know, Terry, please get this done. You know, on election day, they would go to a polling station and try and find one of those I voted stickers, hope someone dropped on the ground or fell off, and they would pick it up and put it on and go home because they were embarrassed to tell their children that they couldn't vote. Now, his twin passions for civil rights and equal justice remain unwavering as he aims to become governor of Virginia for a second time. Terry McAuliffe, right now on Righteous Convictions. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome back to Righteous Convictions. This is the show where I have the privilege of interviewing some of the people who I most admire for the righteous shit that they're doing in the world. And today, I'm I'm excited, as you can tell, because today we have the 72nd and most likely the 74th governor of Virginia, Governor Trevor McAuliffe. Welcome to Righteous Convictions. Well, thank you, Jason. Honored to be with you today. And On behalf of all Virginians, thank you for your great advocacy for so many folks. And what a life you've had, by the way. You grew up in Syracuse, right? Yep. Great upbringing. Three older brothers, you know, middle class family up there. And, you know, in order to go to college, I was going to have to pay for it. So I started my first business, Jason, when I was 14 years old. McAuliffe Driveway Maintenance. I used to go around my neighborhood with a little wagon and tar in it. I'm trying to figure this out here. So you go from tarring driveways yeah. to Georgetown Law, and then a big job in the Carter re-election campaign. Yeah. I end up going to Georgetown. <laughs> I'm about a weekend, Jason. And one of my roommates was Tom Donnellan, and he was working for Carter. He got out of college a year ahead of me. He said, yeah, you want to work on the campaign? I said, sure. So I left Georgetown Law School, called my mother. I'd had a scholarship, and I, you know, I gave it up to go work on the Carter re-elect in 1980. Which, as you know, did not look promising at the time. But you know what? What had changed my life? I ended up traveling to probably 40 states, became the national finance director at the age of 23. But Bob Strauss, Bob's the old chairman of the Democratic National Committee, was a legend 
in Democratic Party politics. Went on to be our ambassador uh, under Reagan, believe it or not, to Russia and had a lot of different jobs. I traveled with him in the 1980 Carter campaign. And he always said to me, Terry, whatever you do, go get yourself a law degree. So, of course, we lost in that election. I came back, ended up going to Georgetown, and I ultimately graduated, and I'm a member of the D.C. Bar. So then, somehow, you become the 72nd governor of Virginia. You know, obviously came down here and stayed through law school, loved the area. Dorothy and I moved into Virginia in 92. I've had dozens of companies. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Yeah, banking, real estate developing, hotels, venture capital, really um, pretty broad sort of spectrum there. Mm -hmm. But I always view politics as a vehicle to help people. And I don't think there's a better or more prepared job to help people than being a governor. So I'd always had it in the back of my mind. In 2013, I ran unopposed for the Democratic nomination, and I was running against the sitting attorney general, Ken Cuccinelli. You know, he was a very arch conservative, anti-gay, anti-women, all the crazy stuff that they do. And and I ran on a very progressive agenda. Also, we need to rebuild the economy. I've created many jobs in the private sector. I can do this. And we actually won in 2013. I was sworn in in 2014. And you know, got right to work. Uh, number one, the first thing I did within five minutes of becoming governor, I said executive order number one, banning all discrimination in the state workforce based on one's sexual orientation. Number two, I did a gift ban, 100 bucks. In the old days, you could take whatever you wanted as governor, $100 gift ban. And then I started leaning in on the civil rights, moral justice issues. I banned the Confederate flag from being on Virginia license plates. I banned the box on all state applications. I reduced the juvenile detention population by two-thirds. There were two major things, and I got obviously a lot of notoriety for doing it, only because Republicans came after me, but I've restored more felon rights than any governor in U.S. history, 173,000. And Virginia was one of about 10 states in America, mostly Southern, Jim Crow, where if you commit a felony, you never get to vote for the rest of your life. So you're an 18-year-old kid. You steal clothing or something for $201. You never vote for the rest of your life in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I mean, really, people serve their time. You want them back in society. You want them feeling good about themselves. So I went ahead and did it. And as you know, I got the Republican leadership. The speaker sued me, took me to the Virginia Supreme Court, which is unfortunate because the legislature appoints the Supreme Court. And they ultimately came out with the most cockamamie ruling, said I didn't have the authority because no governor's done it before. Well, that's not a constitutional theory. That's a political theory. No one's ever been impeached either. Doesn't mean you can't do it. And then they said he has to do them individually. I really? So I said, fine, I'm going to sign every one myself. Get them all. Let's come in front of the Civil Rights Memorial. I'm going to sign every one myself, bring boxes of pens. They rushed to court, Jace, and they then sued me for contempt of court. Now, Washington Post, LA Times, New York Times editorials are all writing this as a kangaroo court denying these people the right to vote, and McAuliffe was right, blah, blah. And they ended up saying, well, if he does them individually, we will let him do it. So ultimately now there's 200,000 Virginians who have their right to vote back again, which is exciting. It's a moral civil rights issue. With all these progressive things that you did against all odds, let's face it, in, in Virginia, somehow or other, you managed to remain popular in spite of it, which is uh, a neat trick. So I inherited the largest deficit in the history of the state. Four years later, I left the biggest surplus, created the most jobs ever, 200,000 jobs, 20 billion new capital, 1,100 new businesses. I mean, I traveled the globe recruiting businesses. 
And I got rid of you know all the craziness, the anti-gay, anti-women, pro-gun. I vetoed 120 bills. So, you know, it was a great run and I loved it. And But Virginia, your listeners should know, is the only state in America that you only get one term, one four-year term. And why is that? You know, a lot of states had that before, Jason, and over the course of time, they've changed it. I think Kentucky was the last one to change it about 20 years ago, whatever. And I generally don't think the legislature wants to change it because they all want to be governor. And, you know, every four years they get a new governor. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. You took on an issue. I think you're ahead of the curve on this. Now, others are starting to catch up, but still not moving nearly as progressively. It's not even really progressive. It's commonsensically on the issue of our times. And of course, I'm talking about mass incarceration and every awful aspect of that scourge. Talk to me about how you came to identify this as an issue that you were going to champion at considerable risk to your own political fortunes. And listen, this wasn't something new to me. Helping people, in fact, back when I was in college, I started a program where we would go into the prisons and teach inmates. You know, So this is something that was always passionate to me, giving people second chances To me, always, Jason, this was a moral civil rights issue. When I was the chair of the DNC in Awan, I started the the Voting Rights Institute. Very important that we give people opportunities. So I really tried to make Virginia a model. So we added college courses. You could get your driver's license while you were in prison. You could get your commercial driver's license. I installed a program where every inmate gets a photo ID card from the state. Why is that important? Because if you come out without any identification, You can't get a bank account. You can't get housing. And you know what? By the time I left office, I had the lowest recidivism rate in America. You know what that means? That means they're out. They're productive members of society instead of them coming out angry with no skills. And then they may commit another robbery and then they may go back in. And I'm spending $36,000 a year reincarcerating somebody. So this is a good investment on human capital, not only a moral issue, but I used to say to my Republican legislators, this is makes good business sense. Yeah, and I think that's why it's the only issue that I can think of where there's some cooperation or collaboration between the left and the right, right? They're libertarians, but don't believe yeah. in big government. So they don't like this prison industrial complex that costs $180 billion a year. That's billion, by the way. There's so many states where they spend more money incarcerating people than educating them. If you make a mistake, you pay your debt. 
But you know what? If you pay the debt, I'm going to invest in you because I want you back and I want you a productive member of society. That should be the attitude of everybody. For me, you know, I was, as a kid, I had substance abuse issues and I recognized because of where I grew up, what zip code I grew up in, who my parents were, whatever you want to call it, I ended up going to rehab. And lo and behold, sober for over two decades, started businesses, paid tons of taxes, employed dozens of people. I didn't need to go to jail. And these other kids don't need to go to jail either. In fact, they had less options than I did and different kind of role models and et cetera. You know, I think that we need to be looking at alternatives to incarceration. Everybody makes mistakes. And my view is that if they don't do something that directly harms another individual, then they don't belong in the incarceration system and put them back on the right track and get them going. We are over-criminalizing, over-sentencing so many people in this country. And you helped me a lot with this. I mean, when you're governor, you got a lot of balls in the air. But I remember when you first came down to see me in the governor's mansion and you laid out this case, we talked about Lenny Singleton, that a young man who made a mistake early in his life, who went to a party and tried cocaine, got addicted, and over the next six nights, he stole like to take care of his habit. His total theft was $511, and he was sentenced to two life sentences plus 110 years. I didn't believe you when you told me it. I mean, so once we got rooting around in this, boy, then Travion Blount, six life terms and 118 years for a robbery where no one was killed. The kid was 15 years old. He did a robbery, and it wasn't a good crime. I mean, he did do it. He wasn't innocent. But he was 15, and he got six life sentences. He didn't hurt anyone. He never touched anyone. And it's important to know, they all agree that they did something wrong and they should have been penalized. They all agree with that. The issue is like six life terms and this and that. And and you got to understand, you know, generally for governors and others who have this clemency power, your staff never wants you to do it because the concern, Jason, always is, well, if you let somebody out, and they go out and do X, Y, or Z, you know what? You're going to get blamed for it. And I understood them, but that didn't bother me. I said, I'm going to do it because it's the right thing to do. You brought me great data. I had my parole board looking at all this stuff and investigators do it. And I was willing to act. So I had the most pardons, as you know, of any governor before me, 267. I tell you, I still get goosebumps when I think about it in freeing people and many who were innocently convicted no, you have Robert Davis and so many of yeah. the Norfolk Four, yeah. right? Yeah, I did the Norfolk Four. Yep. That was an awful case. And we covered this case in our podcast, Wrongful Conviction, False Confessions, which is hosted by Laura Nyrider and Steve Drizzen. Uh, I hope people take a chance to check it out. It's a very, very powerful episode. The Norfolk Four, this was four U.S. Navy sailors who were all wrongfully convicted of the same crime. And this crime was a single perpetrator crime. It was a horrible crime. This woman was at home. And she was raped and and stabbed to death. And they originally picked on one guy. He had a perfectly good alibi, but they didn't pay attention to that. They got a false confession out of him. The DNA came back, proved he didn't do it. But rather than admit they were wrong, they brought in another guy. And then they kept the first guy in. And then this just became dominoes. They eventually targeted seven different sailors. Three of them had alibis that they couldn't get around. One was in a different state at the time, et cetera, et cetera. But four of them ended up getting convicted of this crime. None of them were guilty. Tragically, they served one eight years, I think, but the others 15 or more years. And you, of course, granted them full pardons. And I believe, Jason, if I'm not incorrect, the police investigator went to jail because he had done this on multiple crimes, had manufactured evidence, and they finally caught him. FBI finally caught him. 
Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Now, you're hot and heavy in the midst of this campaign for governor. Um, it's, a, it's a crazy thing in Virginia. You can run for governor again, but you can't do it consecutively. Okay, whatever. That's the way they do it there. And as the next governor, you've laid out a bold plan to reform the system that's targeted black and brown Virginians for centuries. And, and that, I mean, Jesus Christ, if the time isn't now, when is it? We need to take it to the next level. Now, I'm so proud of our General Assembly. We just passed legalization of marijuana. You know, we need to expunge records for possession. I mean, as you mentioned, black and brown communities were disproportionately affected. I'm very proud of our, at the governor's request, we've got rid of the death penalty in Virginia. This is long overdue. So we've made great progress. But the other big thing is there are a lot of people, and you and I have talked about this, Jason, how many you know, how many people do we still have incarcerated that probably have been over-sentenced? And, you know, you and I talked, you think it's another 20% or whatever it may be. And you know what? I'm going to look at that. Uh, I'm about second chances. I'm about helping people. And that's where we need to be as a society. So I broke records the first time as governor. Uh, I'm going to shatter them next time around. I just want to do the right thing and lift people up. It's going to be exciting to work with you as you go back to work for the citizens of Virginia. Tell us about HJ 555. So that's Charnel Heron's bill, who's the majority leader. She's co-chair of my campaign. And I actually testified the first time I've ever testified personally. Governors don't testify on bills. We have a bill that has passed that you will get your voting rights back as soon as you walk out of prison. This is historic for Virginia because, you know, as I say, I dealt with this as governor. We permanently never allow you to have your vote again. So what happens in Virginia to change the constitutional amendment, it has to pass the General Assembly, come back next January and pass a succeeding General Assembly, and then it will go to the voters. It will be on the ballot in November of 2022. And then we will join 39 other states in America where people get their voting rights back. This is, I am so excited. It's long overdue. And, you know, I'm hoping that Virginia becomes a model for these other Southern states. And and the issue is, I say it's moral civil rights issue, but going to my point, 
that when people come out, I want them feeling good about themselves. I want them working. I want them paying taxes. I want them being part of society. A big part of that is the self-esteem. And I think about like Calvin Manners, uh, who's a big supporter of mine. You know, he he was convicted. But this is a guy, Calvin, was in the army, actually went over in Desert Storm, served his country over there for us, comes back and for 30 years could not vote for the democracy that he actually fought to protect. And Eric Branch, who just wanted to vote, so have a say in his grandchildren's education. These are real people. And giving them that right to vote makes them feel like a whole citizen again. You know, I used to, on the campaign trail, I'd have, you know, fathers come up to me and say, you know, Terry, please get this done. You know, on election day, they would go to a polling station and try and find one of those I voted stickers, hope someone dropped on the ground or it fell off. And they would pick it up and put it on and go home because they were embarrassed to tell their children that they couldn't vote. I mean, why do we have people living like that? Come on. Maybe we could clone you, Terry. I mean, I would really enjoy that <laughs> if we could clone you and put you in a few other states. This can't just be Virginia. I mean, it's it's just so, so sad because these stories are, are not just Virginia stories. Yeah. They're everywhere yeah. across the country. But in the meantime, we do need to get you back in there. And I'm going to do everything that I can to help make sure that you get your second term. Thank you. So now the question becomes, if you had a magic wand, it could change anything. I'm going to make this a double question. If you could change anything in the state of Virginia, what would it be? And nationally, what do you hope to see from the Biden administration? And what do you think as far as what's happening now? Well, first of all, let me just say, I think you get off to a great start. Love the executive orders. Love the stimulus. He's going to do infrastructure early summer. Um, He's doing a great job on COVID. I am very happy. The bigger, broader issue for me, Jason, is how divided our country has become. I lived through this. I was the governor during Charlottesville when all these neo-Nazis and white supremacists came to my state spewing the most horrible things against members of the Jewish faith, women, blacks, browns, everything. I've never in my life have heard anything like I heard that day. And the one thing I think has really created the conflict in our country are these gerrymandered congressional districts to the point that they draw their own lines. So a member of Congress cannot, or a state legislature, they cannot lose the general election. They can only lose in their primary. So it pushes people way left, way right to the point that I won't even talk to you if you're in the other party. I was a governor with an extreme right-wing legislature. I ended up getting 70 plus percent of my bills done You know, you compromise, you get things done, you move the ball forward. But the place we're at today, we are just at gridlock. And I tried to get Medicaid expansion in Virginia for four years. I worked it like a dog. The speaker, the Republicans said, I'll never give you a vote on this. Ain't going to happen. And rural legislators, Republicans say, oh, governor, I need it. I got a mental health crisis, opiate crisis. I say, well, then talk to your speaker. Let's get a vote. Oh, I can't do that. Would you vote for it if I get it on the floor? No, I won't. Why? Oh, I'll lose my Tea Party primary. These folks were not willing to risk a job that pays $17,000 a year to get 400,000 people life-saving health care, bring $2.2 billion back to the state. This is what drives me crazy about politics. It's about self-preservation. Get in, lean in, kick ass, and help people. Listen, this is a great country. There have been a lot of injustices. We can fix them. Make sure you're out supporting candidates who are willing to get in that arena and fight for people. Thank you for listening to Righteous Convictions. 
I'd like to thank our production team, Connor Hall, Jeff Clyburn, and Kevin Wardis. The music in this production was supplied by three-time Oscar-nominated composer, Jay Ralph. Follow us on Instagram at Wrongful Conviction, on Twitter at Wrong Conviction, and on Facebook at Wrongful Conviction Podcast. Righteous Convictions is a production of Lava for Good Podcast in association with Signal Company Number 1. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.